The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This was a number of years ago. There was a mother, let's say her name was Leah. She had two of her daughters sitting and watching two of her daughters hang out and play in the beach. Separate beach, okay? So, okay, they're hanging out, they're playing in the beach, and so on, and you know, you're watching, it's a great day, and the weather's perfect, and the waves are great, and the girls are having a cute time, and one's a little older than the other one, but they're jumping around, having fun in the water. Next thing you know, the tide, somehow, undercurrent, starts pulling the younger daughter and into the ocean. Leia doesn't swim. So she just starts screaming towards the older daughter. She's in the water! She's in the water! Go get her! She's in the water! And she doesn't know what to do. And she's just freaking out. She starts jumping up, runs up from the beach, runs up to the road, starts waiting for someone. This is in Israel, in Tiberias. She's running, looking around. She's waving on the road, trying to find someone. A man comes driving by, jumps out of his car, races down to the beach, runs into the ocean, and starts swimming frantically after that girl. Frantically, frantically. And finally, he catches the girl, and he brings her up to the shore. And the mother's like so excited, and then realizes it's the wrong daughter, which means the other one is still inside. So he starts just yelling at the man, you gotta go back in, I don't know where she is, where's my daughter? And he sees a head bobbing around in the water, and he goes swimming frantically in again, gets the other daughter, you know, and starts bringing her back, and he's like tired and exhausted, and he's holding the girl like face down. He doesn't realize the mother's waving at him as he's coming back. He's like, what's going on? And he realized he held the girl's face down in the water. So it was worse. And now she's coming out, and they really have no idea. By the time he gets out, Hatzalah's there. They're trying to do everything they can to revive this girl. They throw her into an ambulance and bring her to the hospital. And the mother's just sitting there, praying, I can't believe it. I don't understand what's happening here. God, praying, sorry, what's it? If she makes it, even if she does make it, is her brain going to be okay? She was in the water so long, and especially at the end, she was carried in the water. She's sitting there in the room, waiting room, just praying and crying and hoping, and the doctor comes out and says, both your daughters are going to be fine. They're great, am I right? It's all great. A few weeks later, they make a party to thank God for what happened. And naturally, they said, one second, where's that guy? So they, somehow the man got, they got the man to the party. And they had to figure out how to get him. How are they going to find him? Where is he? She wasn't paying attention to the man. She was paying attention to her daughters. She said, I figured this guy, if he's able to do what he did, he must care about what's happening with these girls. And he's probably going to call the hospital and find out. And sure enough, she called the hospital. And the hospital said, that, yes, a man called and found all the details. This is his number. She called him, invited him to this party. But everyone was there, family and friends. And everyone was there. And the man gets up and he speaks. He says, I have to tell you a little story, my story. I was born and raised totally not religious. He says, recently I had some sort of heart, I'm not sure, some procedure done to me, and I needed, the doctors told me I needed to recover. In order to recover, I have to swim every single day. And so they sent me to Tiberias. I've been in Tiberias for months practicing swimming. He says, let me tell you the truth. There's no way that if I was not in swimming shape, that I would have been able to get both of those girls out of the water. He said, but when I carried that second girl out of the water and realized the mistake I made, I didn't walk out feeling like a hero. I felt like I just killed the girl. I said, he says, there was nothing. I, I just, I, kept, I came home, I told my wife what was going on. She said, no, you saved her. Without you, there would have been no hope. He says, I don't care. If this girl passes away, it's me. 
I'm the one who did it. He says, I couldn't live with myself. I didn't know what to do. My wife's trying to encourage me. I just couldn't. So I had nothing left to do. I walked. I said, I'm going back to that spot. I walked back to that spot. I had never prayed before in my life. I stood on the beach, and I called out to God, and I said, God, I never spoke to you my whole life, but now I am begging. I am telling you, God, that this girl is an innocent girl. You can't allow this to happen. You can't allow it to happen through me. She says, I begged, I cried, and I prayed, and I said, God, turn all the time that I didn't pray, turn it into prayers, because now I'll be able to see you, and I promise if you bring this girl back, I'll never stop praying again. And he says, I called her to the hospital right after my prayer. And the hospital said, it's funny, we just finished MRI and she's great. And she's okay. My point is not to tell you a miraculous story. That's not my point. My point is to tell you a perspective from a story. My point is to see the world that way. Your life is so frustrating if you see all these people and all these challenges annoying you. But your life is so liberating if you see God trying to build you. 